0: what up what up Tile friends happy happy friday hope you guys had a great week uh it's been a good week here at tile money hq and as we're winding down the week we're going to do a friday flashback this is going back to episode 19 with ron nash and our purpose with this type of content here four days a week is to give you some smaller shorter bite-sized things anywhere from 10 minutes to, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, and the purpose specifically with the Friday flashback is to kind of dig out some gold that's been sitting there right under our eyes over these years. So certainly we can definitely reflect and look at things like this. So I did want to say that Friday flashback is brought to you by the phenomenal profits conference coming up in October. Listen, do you feel like you could use some help understanding your numbers, where the money comes from, how to best utilize debt, how to uh, put systems into your business so that you don't continue to just live job to job, check to check, you run out of work and you're not really sure how you're gonna get by. You know, things of this nature, that's what the Phenomenal Profits Conference is really designed to do. They're gonna give you some simple processes and systems to implement in your business. If you wanna check it out, it's this October 19th through the 21st. The link is in the show notes wherever you're watching or if you're listening to the podcast, check out the notes, the description, however you like it. Um, And you can sign up using that link. You can learn more about it using that link. So it's something I'll be attending here in October along with my wife. And we're very excited. Some super cool people like Ellen Rohr will be there. Ellen Rohr built and sold um, a very large plumbing company called Benjamin Franklin. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a nationwide um, company. There's other speakers on that level as well. All right, tile friends, let's get to this Friday flashback. Thanks for hanging tight with me there. Today, we're looking at an old video with Ron Nash, and we are going to be talking about approaching, um, not only, you know, approaching your work with the intention of, you know, how to solve your client's problems. Uh, We also discussed, you know, five important things that every small business has to kind of keep in mind and not forget about, not drop the ball on any one of those things. We've got about three or four clips here. They're about one to three minutes each so let's check out what ron nash said here in this first clip he's talking about how to approach a daunting task with confidence
1: wouldn't you feel better if you had a team of people that you've networked that are leading that conversation in the industry yes you see what i'm saying? Yes. It goes from having instructions inside of a box that you follow to I can get you to the people who wrote those instructions. Yeah. You see how that works for sure. for sure. And then when you have that little weird thing that happens on every job, you know, cause every bit of instruction leaves out the magic of, of the talent to do it and in yeah. the moving the material around, mm-hmm. and, you know, how do you cut it and those kind of things. Right. Um, Having the ability to touch people uh, on the internet for free that could give you true expert advice that is to me that's super powerful. It's it's really volleyball. It really it's is. Yeah. But, and it didn't exist. Even, yeah. even 10 years ago it really didn't exist. It was very so it's cool. Yeah.
0: I wanted to stop it here. And, and say that I agree, I agree. These Facebook groups that we've had, um, really the pioneer of this, in my opinion, will always be John P. Bridge. John Bridge uh, with his John Bridge Forms, the DIY-friendly form with professional section. And there was even a mud box in there where you could get, get down with whatever type of conversations that you want. And that John Bridge Forms is still alive and kicking today. We've also got amazing Facebook groups big ones, small ones, medium ones, ones focused on just business like tile money. There's one for the niches. You want to share photos of niches and get ideas for shampoo niches. There's a group for that. You know, there's a lot of different groups and there's a lot of different value in these groups. So I'm I'm glad Ron brought this out because a lot of times we start to think, what good is uh, it to be on Facebook? What good are these groups doing? Mm -hmm. Well, remember, just like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do not get involved with the group discussions, but they do read. They a lot of people read a lot. I'm I was one who was a reader and not a, not an active participant in the discussion for many 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 years. And I cannot tell you how many times reading on the John Bridge forums really impacted my business and and helped point me in and 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 learn new things about my industry that i wasn't learning on the job because maybe somebody across the country whatever i'm not going to go on you see i'm a fan of the groups i'm a fan of passing knowledge um on to the next generation i definitely am and 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 i view these groups as a tool and most of them like the really large ones yeah yeah maybe they lose some intimacy it's true even with tile money Facebook group, we've lost some intimacy now as we approach, you know, 9,000 members, I think, 8,000, whatever it is. We lose some intimacy, don't we? But you know that at any given time, 30, 60, 200 people are going to be active in that group, and you have a question, you can get it answered usually within minutes. And, and I'm talking about tile geeks, global tile posse, you know, tile money. The smaller groups are like I've designed here with the mastermind, which is actually behind a paid wall. It's very more intimate, very much more intimate. We actually are like, um, you're gonna be hundreds of people getting to know each other on a basis of uh, more of a relaxed setting. And, And when we have a big issue, of course, go to the big crowd. All right, let's hear what else Ron had to say. I really like how he begins talking about the small business owner here and the small business owners issues and how they can help themselves out. Right.
1: Yes. But it was a small business once. Okay. You got to think about that. It was a small business once and it's a family owned business now. So, you know, we're, we're, it's not like we're publicly traded and, you know, we've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to go out and just, Canvas the world, like some dot-com company getting our, our brand out there. You know, right. we don't have the ability to do that. Even now, today we have to intelligently gain mind share even today. Right. So it's a long game. You never stop. So everybody's business that I've ever talked to, and once again, I'm talking to the guys who are the single truck, you know, um, maybe one helper guy. Uh right. the, my favorite people, actually. These are some of my favorite people because I really feel like um there's so many, and and the bigger part is little course corrections now in that size of a business change the the entire trajectory of the of the way the business is going ten years from now. So the industry.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate Ron. You know, mentioning this here uh, really so, so many small businesses that are in the industry. We're really an army of one to five man businesses, aren't we? Now, every time, anytime I hear somebody who has anything to sell me, remind me of how powerful I am. Meaning, A.K.A. you, the army of installers. I appreciate that man's advice for reminding me that yes, we are a large army indeed. Let's see what else he says.
1: Even, even the industry
0: exactly. So, so when when you start
1: thinking about um those types of of people and they don't think about their business as having an accounting part of it having a you know you have a finance part okay you have a marketing part you have a sales part you have an operations part no matter what no matter if you do if you do a hundred thousand dollars a year in business total all in um, you still have all of those functions
0: so he's reminding us here and I really appreciate the reminder for all of you, small business owners. You've got to have those five systems in place. You have to understand as that small business owner, I don't care. Like he said, you're only doing hundred K a year. Maybe you're a solo operator. You still have five hats, five hats in that business as the business owner to wear accounting, finance, marketing, sales, operations, Now these are just so happens to be, and I didn't make this up. These just so happen to be the same five systems that Howard Partridge teaches at his phenomenal profits conference. (laughs) All right. Let's see what else he says, because this is golden advice here for you, small business owners. So
1: When people are entrepreneurial minded and they want to go out on their own and things like that, I always recommend that you think about, um, the strengths that you have. What do you love to do? What, When you're doing it, you feel stronger, right? These are the things that you do that are naturally great, you're great at. And recognize the things that you're not super strong at and make sure that when you do think about expanding your team, either via subcontracted, meaning hiring an accountant or hiring a controller or, or, or you know, something like that, that you're
0: subcontracted. Oh, real quick, it reminds me of what I said in yesterday's Thursday book club, if you haven't been following the book clubs, is analyze your strengths and weaknesses. And I also added, analyze your competitor's strengths and weaknesses. You might want to check it out if you haven't.
1: That work that you dread. Right. I promise you, you will thank yourself later because you'll you'll surround yourself with people who are actually helping you build that business bigger. And you're also taking the drudgery out that makes it so that everybody's po- business gets to a point where one day you look at your books and you go, I don't know that I'm gonna make it. Right? right? Okay, so everybody does that. By the way, I did that, just just to give you a frame of reference. Right. So when I started my owner's rep firm, after the 2002 Winter Olympics happened, I was with Layton Construction. Okay. And we, that's where I met, at an event there, is where I met Liz Claiborne. Okay. The Liz Claiborne people, and that's when I decided, you know, I should go on my own. You know, I should, I should I should, do this. So I had employees, I had payroll, I had all this stuff. So I know that feeling, that that feeling of like knowing cash flow and and being wondering whether I'm going to make payroll. It's a serious feeling. It's yeah. a very serious feeling. And that actually has shaped a lot of the way I do business because I can help in those particular situations. And 90% of what my problems were back then was that i felt like i had to do it all myself and i didn't realize that you know look you're paying for it one way or another you're either gonna you're either gonna work nights weekends work yourself to to a nub and you're not going to be able to have enough energy to keep going right right? or 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 you wind up recognizing that and you do the do the good job of diversifying yourself
0: you know so anyway so all right, so you're gonna you're, you're gonna have these lessons to learn as business owners. Um, better to learn them, you know, earlier than later in in business, and, and better to understand, you know, that that it is um, multifaceted. Now he goes on to talk about how to solve some of the problems that we have in, in the business, and um, w- one illustration here that. He gave, which was very impactful because as a tile installer, I could definitely relate with this problem of having a grout callback on your on your jobs. Um, And so he talks about how to solve problems and it doesn't matter what the problem is, the grout callback thing that was just an illustration to help you understand you know, what your job as a contractor really is besides, you know, writing and signing contracts and and winning large and profitable tile installation jobs. What else is your job as a contractor? We get into it here. um, And remember, you can apply this information um, to really any problem. And and he's specifically talking about, you know, relying on a rep, relying on a Latacrete rep to solve your Latacrete grout issues together. And and notice how he puts all this together. to, to highlight this?
1: Our, our Probably our number one call out as a, as a company in tile is mist colored grout. You know, that's, that's probably, right. it's everybody, like everybody knows that if you sell grout, I don't care what happens. And there's so many factors, I won't get into it here, but there's so many factors, but what could cause it? It's just, it's crazy. So yeah. eventually if you do enough, if you do enough jobs, you will have a grout complaint. Have you ever had one? I agree. Yes, I have. Okay. So um, I can tell you that grout complaints are simple. They're easy to handle. Okay. I don't care how big they are. They're easy to handle. There's only a few things you can do. I mean, if they don't, first of all, focus on the problem, right? My customer, for one, whatever reason, doesn't like this color. If you have a good relationship with a rep, that should sound to the rep like this. Our customer doesn't like this color. You see the difference? Definitely, definitely. Okay. So if you have a partnership with your rep, it is side by side now. And you're saying, hey, we got a problem. Um, our customer doesn't like this color. That rep has a bag of things that they might be able to do to help you. All right. Um, tricks. Things that we might try to easily eliminate the issue. For example, maybe it's not dark enough for one reason or another. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what, let me copy some stone tech enhancing sealer. Maybe we'll try to enhance it might help. They might like it and then we can move on something right. that's going to fix the problem. So my training for my reps, just little, little inside baseball is first be about solving the problem. We got to solve the problem for the customer first because our customer, your customer and my customer hopefully we'll give us a positive referral because we have taken a problem away if possible and those of things. now understand that there are some jobs that are just going to go south they're just going to go sideways and those there are some clients that no matter what are going to find something they didn't like a cut that you did in their back- backsplash or or they got the tile installed and they thought it was the color that they wanted, but they really didn't like the color. And so they figure they're just going to make a big stink and get money back. In this it's a reality in construction. Okay. Sure. it's a reality. No, perfect. Perfection is unattainable, but I go back to the relationship with the rep. If you have a positive, enduring, and uplifting relationship with the rep, your rep, tile rep, sundries reps, your reps can help partner with you to alleviate the pain. They might not be able to take the pain away entirely, but they can certainly participate and help. Um, I will tell you that when a contractor calls me and I have a relationship with that contractor, I will move heaven and earth to try to see to it that we're, that the problem's handled. Yeah. Now I will tell you also, if you show up and you're like, Hey man, your grout sucks and you know, pay me. Which happens, which happens. I I believe it. I promise you that my quality control records are state of the art. They are. Yeah. So it winds up coming to this situation where it's like, okay, prove that we didn't make our product right. (laughs) That's a longer haul than what I said before, which is, Hey man, we got a problem. I need your help. The easy way or the hard way. That's right. You asked me for my help. By our company philosophy is we are in it for the long haul. We want to help Luke as long as Luke has a, as has a business. So a problem for you is an opportunity for me. Definitely, that's the way we look at it. So,
0: oh, I muted myself again. <laughs> All right, well, I can really appreciate what Ron was saying here. This was something that I did not appreciate, you know, a decade ago. Even even really at the time of this recording, I didn't really grasp how important it is to have a connection, some sort of professional relationship with the rep of the company whose products you are using on each and every job. Because believe – and Ron stated it nicely – as a rep, I would rather get a call. I'm I'm happy to get a call, even if it's to solve a problem from an acquaintance or a professional that I'm 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 in communication with on a regular basis. If I if somebody calls me and they're very frantic and they start throwing accusations and like, you owe me money, you you your product ruined this job, that's when we things don't go so well. And you can understand why. Um, Ladycrete, you know, before, uh, we didn't listen to it, but he had mentioned some of the, um, small that just when we started this, he had said that Ladycrete is a small company. Um, and Ladycrete started as a very small company in, in a garage, you know, um, when, when they went to formulate the glue that would ultimately lead to the invention of thinset in a bag, you know? And so when they continued to pioneer the way for for um, materials to make installation lighter, eventually they were able to win that contract to build the World Trade Centers, the first um, and and then the second building as well, I believe. But the point of the matter is, is um, that as small businesses grow. They have a lot of problems. They have a lot of roadblocks that feel like they're insurmountable. LadyCrete's a company that has been able to overcome many of these and, and has helped their clients overcome many, many roadblocks that might feel insurmountable. So once again, whatever products you're using on your job, you know, communicate with the company by communicating with that rep. You don't have to be best friends, but you should know each other on a name-to-name basis if they're your territory manager. Because one day you might need to call them and say, hey, can you fit it in your schedule to swing by this job? We've got a task. We have a daunting problem. Our customer, our client, Ron just taught us all how to speak to our reps. Our client, and and if if you're dealing with a Latacrete rep, that's going to ping in their head. Oh, yeah, I heard that on, I heard Ron Nash when he, you know, hired me say that together, these, these young, not young, but these small business owners, perhaps young, but these small business owners are, we are working with them together to help get them through their jobs with their clients. And so I, I can really appreciate that that is, is the way that the perfect <laughs> rep-contractor relationship would work and does work at times. And, and the more it works, the better. Um, as far as I'm concerned for you contractors. So pay attention to these words. They're very, very powerful. And again, this is something that I didn't even understand. And I'm, st- I'm only because of this podcast and interviewing so many people that over time and time again, I've seen how this actually is in real life scenarios where having that relationship actually saved the day. I know Trask Bergerson out of um, Oregon His store burned down. Well, Ron happened to be on vacation, I think, um, or or somebody from the Lady Creek team. I I don't remember the exact details, but, um, you know, Trask had found himself in a not great scenario and and somebody at the Lady Creek company found out and sent them several pallets of materials as the story was told to me in my memory. Um, So it's it's one of those things. You know, it's a small community. We are a family, and, and, and it's nice when we take care of each other. But how can you relate this information to your day-to-day? Let's say there's nothing that has to deal with Lady Decree or any other company. Let's say it's just a you problem, a you and your client problem. Think about who in your circle or who in your professional or personal circle could help you work through a problem. Maybe you just need an outsider's perspective. Maybe you need a a close, respected advisor to look at your business or look at this problem and say, well, you know what I would do in in these scenarios? Or, you know, you're really too close to the scenario, I think, friend. I think you're too close to the scenario and you're a little bit, you know, when when you get close, you have trouble seeing things. You can't see the forest through the trees type of problem. So, take the principle that we learned here today to apply it to your business, and, and, and you will succeed even more so. Now, listen, that's it for me. I went a little longer than I wanted to. Thanks for hanging tight. If you appreciate it, let me know in the comments if you want to talk about the subject further. The comments, wherever you're listening to this, is the perfect spot. If you're listening to the podcast, just give me a holler. I'm easy to get a hold of. You can text, private message, um, all kinds of different ways to get a hold of me. Tile friends, I hope you're having a good week. Like I said, I hope it was a profitable week. If you're going to work this week and be be sensible about it and really go at it to get your job done in the amount of time that you need to and no more. <laughs> All right, Tile friends. We'll talk at you later. We'll come at you Monday morning with a Monday motivation. Check it out.